You're listening to Harshaw. I'm your host, Alex Harshaw. For some of you, this is the episode you've been waiting for. In episode four, I interviewed my brother, Vinny Harshaw. Older than me by 18 months, Vinny is the middle brother of my family. Three years ago, he moved to Denver, Colorado after living the majority of his life in our hometown of Springfield, Ohio. As soon as he graduated from Wittenberg University, he became a banker, a profession that he continues today while pursuing his graduate degree online. Anyone that knows Vinny likely has a Vinny story. He's a fun-loving, enthusiastic individual who brings energy into any room that he enters. Whatever he's doing, he's all about it. What I've come to admire about him is that he's himself, always. He doesn't act differently in front of different people. Without a doubt, what you see is what you get. However, with Vinny, there's more than meets the eye. Most know Vinny as the party man, skydiving into different situations, laughing all the way down. But in this interview, Vinny explains that keeping that smile, at times, is a conscious effort. We also talk about our family matters, his time out west, and our favorite video game of all time, Final Fantasy VII, Episode 4. Enjoy! Okay, Al. Hey. Howdy, Al. Hi, Vinny. What are your songs about? Do you have pet sort of themes that you repeat? Well, the pet theme really is, uh, you know, why worry? I mean, I mean, you can be pretty happy if you put your mind to it. the mic going yeah thank yeah. you pleasure thanks to be for, on thanks for being on part of my little thing here this is my little uh quarantine experiment this is really cool it's a good experiment well thanks what's how's it going with you what's new well things are things are well it's a, it's a very chilly outside but nothing like ohio so you guys are tougher than me right now for anybody listening, where are you right now? I am in Denver, uh, Denver, Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> Denver, Ohio. Uh, <laughs> and how long have you been out there? Two years. How do you like it? I like it a lot. You know, there's uh, like massive parks everywhere. And the mountain, or the entire state has like three forms. It's got its mountain form, it's got its prairie land, and there's a desert in the back. And you've been to all three? I might go to the desert this weekend. Oh, nice. That'll be the last one. Yeah. Awesome. Sweet. So what, what, what took you there in the first place? You've been there for two years. 
uh, still there. You must like it enough to hang around for a second. What what took you there in the first place? Um, our Godfather being out there is huge. Um, to be honest, uh, I could have did a trip on my own because I really felt like it was about time. I guess if I was going to get to the core of it, it was about time for me to try to step out on my own and see if I could build something from the ground up. Um, so I really wanted to move away from everything that I knew to really focus in and um, figure out so that I could fixate on, on what I like and what I wanted and just uh, build on that instead of um, being in a, in a space where I was um, maybe having trouble identifying what I wanted to spend my time in. Yeah. So being out here, um, it gives me the isolation to kind of um, figure myself out a little bit more. And then from that, to build up from that. And this is all coming from like the fact that after high school in Springfield, Ohio, you went to college in Springfield, Ohio, and then you took your first job out of college in Springfield, and then you moved out to Columbus. I guess you got, you kind of got cabin fever being in the Midwest. You fact checked me well. <laughs> <laughs> I've done my research. <laughs> You've done your research. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, because <laughs> every step of the way, I talk to people from other areas and other locations who kind of seem like when they moved to Springfield for college or when they moved to Columbus, it was really um, – there's only a few things that they knew is the essentials and you, you know, your essentials and what's important to you. And you kind of just like work, work on those things. And I wanted to see if that experience would be different for me. Was it? No, no, it was exactly what I wanted. <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah. Um, right now I'm in, um, still in banking, but, um, I'm moving into, a couple different managerial roles. I'm, I'm at a fork in the road and we'll see how things turn out in the next couple months when we get out closer towards the spring, um, which is great for me. I mean, um, it's showing that I could still do my role well anywhere in the country. Yeah. But also, um, now when I'm focused on it, I'm leaned in. Um, I'm actually getting some cool things out of it. Plus, I'm going back. I'm back to school. Two years. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm very happy about that. Springfield. Your graduate degree, your MBA, out at uh, Colorado State, right? Yep, Colorado State. I have been to the campus one time. <laughs> <laughs> all online. How was the campus? It's all online. So did you feel like you were? What, what's their mascot? The Rams. Or, yeah, the Rams. Yeah. Did you feel like a Ram when you were on campus, or was it? It was just kind of like a place. Who's this guy? I felt like I gave myself the full Ram experience. <laughs> yeah. I went straight to the bookstore. Showing <laughs> uh, <laughs> around my Rams hoodie. I, I was a true college um, student at that point. I guess. Yeah. Nice. Um. The campus I know is an HTML web page called Canvas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
and, either way, um, you're gonna get that. You're gonna get that diploma, right? So I mean, doesn't matter yeah. if you're there or not. It's cool that you can do it. I'm I'm in the class. I'm just taking the class from 60 minutes away, basically. Gotcha. Well, if you weren't, uh, I have to admit, growing up, I, I don't think I would have guessed you were going to be a banker, but you're definitely killing it. I'm excited to see all these new steps that you're taking with your job. But I can't help but to ask, if you didn't become a banker, what do you think you'd be doing now? I drive myself nuts with that question all the time because I don't think that I necessarily picked the job, but the job kind of picked me. Um, and that was a lot of what happened in recruiting from Wittenberg and things like that. Um, and I started at Security National. If I wasn't a banker, um, I still think that I'm moving towards this. Um, but I just in general want to be entrepreneurial. So um, I manage, I've seen myself managing maybe restaurants or um, uh, maybe an event space. Um, I like the idea of an event space because it brings in people at their best, <laughs> which is always sure. a nice time to be around people. And um, and I like being on a stage and presenting just like the rest of the family, it seems like. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I guess, I guess we, we do share that. And that actually blends very well into my next question. Uh, we are different in many ways, but in your opinion, uh, what personality traits do you think you and I share the most? Oh, that's a great question, actually. Because um, I thought you were going to say different. Um, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Um, our top traits that we share the most are... Uh, uh, that's such a good question, right? I must have thought about this too. I, I take some I take some time putting these questions together. <laughs> um, music and culture is huge. Yeah, and you've been at the forefront of that. Um, by stuff like everything from Kid Cudi to MGMT. Um, I like more emo rock and. <laughs> And you and Hayes like to rag on me, but I'm the emo rock guy. But I think um, something cool about us is that we we like everything from every genre of everything and probably enjoy exposure to new things the most. We're really adventurous. I like that answer. I think, I think that's accurate. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, all all through life, I th I feel like we've had exposure to a lot of different things just for the the different people and cultures we've been exposed to. So, yeah, yeah, I I I can see that. I, I think people would be surprised, like from from ballrooms and formal formal things of mom mom's profession when we were kids to doing. You remember doing like um, like fashion shows as kids for like young men suits or young kids wear? <laughs> I don't even it, that whole time period is such a blur to me. 
like I I think I stopped when I was like six or seven. I say stop as if like my contract ran out. But I think mom stopped signing signing us up to that. We couldn't have been over ten years old. I don't even know what they were for. I don't know if they were for like clothing companies or like some donate were we like in the pageants? What what was that? We were, I have no idea. It was absolutely in Dayton, Ohio. <laughs> But outside, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I have to ask mom about that. To, uh, to be in commercials, obviously, with dad. So we've always had a strong media background. So that's yeah. kind of like a family trait. So if I was really trying to narrow it down to what you and me do that's different than Jay, Alex, Malachi, dad, and mom... <laughs> so I think you include my name in there. <laughs> oh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just a lot like that. Plus, we love having people around us. I, I think we are a real giving family that um, thinks that it would be cool if everybody was sharing experiences with us, you know, too. So. I yeah. Think, yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. I like that answer. Uh, yeah, that's that, that's a fun way of looking at that. Who do, uh, who do you, hmm, who do you wish you were closer with that you weren't? Jay. Jay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm outside family and everything. Yeah. I didn't. I I wasn't trying to. Okay. Why? Why yeah. is that? Um. Just our oldest brother Jay. Jay to anybody listening. To all the people listening, to you listening, thank you for listening, person. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, So, uh, you picked Jay. Why is that? Um, just because Jay's always had. God, if if there was top differences between me and Jay, that would be a tough list too. Um, Jay has been knowledgeable about things more. IT and technical, and he was always kind of um, a little bit more standoffish to himself. Um, and has found his personality through um, public forums and media sources. Um, his Facebook page. Facebook. Oh my God, his Facebook page. So I'm, I'm to the point of accepting that his Facebook, his Facebook is his comedy stage at this point. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree with you there. I'm gonna just start. St- I'm gonna stop texting him and just contact him on Facebook at this point. That's where he lives. Yeah, no, that's that's his contact. That's his forum. That that's everything. And Jay should create a forum too at this point as well. Um, but just being ten years apart from him, I always probably felt like I was catching up to stuff that he already he already knew. Um, and then. I think you and Jay always had a bond because you were always like his, his little apprentice uh, growing up. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys would be playing uh, some video game with the ghost, ghost of, I'm going to Ghost of Tsushima. What was it? Ghost I of haven't Game. played that game yet. I haven't played that or, game. I want to. It's just expensive. And then, well, any game that you guys play, it's like you guys are intense in it, you guys are sharing facts, and I'm like, oh, what's that? You guys are like, figure it out. <laughs> no, you make it sound so mean. That's not... Think of one example that's like that. That We didn't do that. 
Probably why I like Final Fantasy so much. We have to tell a yeah. side story that Final Fantasy was the coolest experience growing up. Yeah, that was amazing. It was, that was amazing. Jay was the captain actually on the sticks playing the game. We were on the side in the strategy book, which is like a 670-page 600, step-by-step guide for how to officially beat it. We're telling him, and we're like seven and six, yeah. given the year that it came out. <laughs> and we did that for months until the game was beat. And it coming back 20 years later gives me all the memories again. Yeah, that is amazing. To, to people that aren't video gamers, we're referring to a game called Final Fantasy VII, which was originally created by a Japanese company called Squaresoft that is now called Square Inks. It was released in 1997 uh, and has been considered by many as one of the best games of all time. Recently, they just re-released this video game, re- not only remastered, but reimagined for a more recent console. And both of these games have had a profound connection with our brotherhood. It's the goofiest way I can think of explaining that. Yeah, and now it kind of motivates me for life because uh, so much of that game talks about like the circle of life and how things, um, when they're done, go back to the earth and then they reimagine like an, I don't know. So. The materia. The no, materia. not the materia. What's what's the, the materia machina? Involved. The machina. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, uh, outside of siblings, is there... I'm sure you're, you're missing a lot of uh, friends that um, mm-hmm. either that are still in Ohio or just spread out. Mm-hmm. Who who else would you uh, you wish you were reconnected with? Yeah, this is probably the biggest reason why similarities are hard to find. Or our top similarities were tough for me, but our top differences are pretty easy because um, I don't know if you remember this, but we grew up. I thought like my friends group from Rockway was way better than your friends group. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. I didn't know. I did not remember you. Yep. I did everybody in my class. We had a back. <laughs> your class <laughs> would be like, teacher, you forgot the homework assignment. Or <laughs> let's stay longer, you know? <laughs> you know, now that you mentioned, I'm not super close to many people from Rockway anymore. So, uh, that, no, that's my point. Is that I think your friends though have actually outlasted my friends. Uh, let's see. Well, I guess I am living with one one of the, one of the people from Rockway <laughs> now. Uh, living with Josh, Jordan, Jordan with the Rockway. Uh, Huh? Jordan went to Rockway. Yeah, Josh oh, Josh didn't go to Rockway. No, Josh went to Reed. I didn't meet Josh yeah, until two thousand and eight. If if I extend Rockway to Shawnee, um, you have Josh, Jordan, Sam, Yam. Sam was Rockway. Meow. But and for me, it's not that I don't have my friends, it's that all of my friends moved across the country. So yeah. our relationship is always like, let's catch up a few times a year. 
Yeah. That what you do. It's like a quarterly report. <laughs> like that. It's rough. It's not that bad, but that's essentially how it spreads out to be. Um, you know, so I I've become one. I'm, I'm one of Alex's friends now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm in the Alex empire. <laughs> well, that's you know part of the reason why I I started this podcast, and anybody who's like really kept up with the series probably get tired of me explaining it during the podcast but i've been trying to catch up with people and um it, long story short i've been trying to catch up with people and since i'm doing this i've been wanting to uh give an excuse for people to catch up with each other and i have someone who's interested in catching up with you to ask the next couple of questions someone from your past if you're interested <laughs> yeah i have a video for you it's a long ass way i'm trying to explain i have i have a wait what i'm gonna ruin it let me read this again <laughs> i take it back i can't read this Uh, hold on. Give me a second. This is like my favorite part of each segment of each interview, but I, for the life of me, can't figure out how to transition into this. But I have been getting a video recorded question for everybody that's interviewed from someone, and I'm sending yours to you right now. I see it. I see the top of the head. <laughs> Hold on, I have to hit play, I guess. Hey! <laughs> okay, my question to you is, has there been any sights or smells or sounds even that unexpectedly reminded you of home? Oh, in a world where Voltron and Optimus Prime had to meet in a fight, who would win? Oh, yes! Voltron! I'm gonna get that out the way right now because Voltron was a man and it's totally fucked up. Thank you, Tim, for the five star question. Oh! And all right, let me think. Yeah, actually, I love it. That's the best Tim question ever. Has there been any sights, smells, or sensory things that remind me of home? And absolutely. I actually, I've lost your feet, Alex, so I can see me in the, the picture and picture. Really? <laughs> yeah, I got you. I'll get you back. There you go. There you gotcha. Okay. Um, I go to sleep listening to rain now. Why? Because you guessed it. <laughs> <laughs> because... Um, when it started to, uh, or no, when I moved out here, I thought rain was horrible. Like, I was telling people, oh man, it looks like it's gonna rain. And everybody in Colorado was like, isn't it so wonderful? Isn't that just amazing? And I'm like, no, rain sucks, man. <laughs> like, I'm from there. And now, honestly, living here, it feels like it'll go the entire year and you never see rain. Really? So, no rain in Colorado? 
I guess it's like a high desert, isn't it? It's a high desert in most areas. So for me, um, well, kind of like, I don't know, I guess homesick or just wanting to go to sleep well. Um, I would play rain and I can actually picture being in some houses at mom and dad's house, like just listening to it against the, uh, the window sill and stuff. Nice. Kim, I hope that was a good answer for you. I'm sure she's listening now. Well, not literally now. This is a pre-record of it. Uh, anyway, yeah. Ha- having uh, Kim come on, I really like the way that she came up and everything. But uh, Is it weird that... Like, I almost feel shy doing this. This is funny talking to my brother doing this. This is You are the fourth the fifth episode I've recorded of this interview thing and uh, it, I'm oddly nervous and I can't explain it but I'm going to keep going ahead um, do you have any idols yeah who do you look up the to the Lion King no the <laughs> <laughs> Lion King very different thing I thought that was the greatest thing on earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really did. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. Um, like as an analogy, I've always lived my life thinking like I would grow up, move somewhere or whatever, but through events in my life, would have to go away for a period of time and then come back with a big lion's mane <laughs> and like just be like that and be like a complete person. So, so that. Is okay. an analogy to my life, yeah. Um, people who I looked up to as a kid, um, like like a Will Smith type, just somebody who could get a lot done, but be like nice to the world and give back. Yeah, it has always been my goal. Um, you know, and who else? Um, I think Elon Musk is fascinating right now. Yeah. Until he messes up. I don't know. He, he might he might create a robot that just cleans off part of the world for population control. <laughs> yeah. He's he's uh there's plenty you can criticize about him. But uh one thing is for sure, compared to other people, uh, other billionaires I should say, other people in his position, it seems like he's trying to do more innovative stuff. He's like yeah. more ambitious with his money. He doesn't just like he doesn't really sit on it in the way that most people would do and just think about how to make more money. It seems like he's trying of course he's trying to make the most money at camp, but he's also trying to uh do some groundbreaking stuff that other people of his stature don't have the ambition to do or the interest or the time or the interest. I mean, he, he's very unique in that way. I like that he appears open and transparent to a lot of his intentions. I was just listening to him. Um, it's starting to like Joe Rogan podcast since Christmas, but it's been around for years and I haven't liked it, but um, now I'm starting to. Um, but he was just on there. He always appears open about his intentions. Um, I like that. He, he smokes weed publicly on TV and bass grinds. Like, I think <laughs> the richest man on, on the earth. 
way cooler than what Jeff Bezos is trying. Now Jeff Bezos is trying to hang out with Kanye West, you know? Is he? I didn't know that. I've seen. Um, Kobe was a huge idol when he passed away. Um, because I always felt like he he fit way more in with his time. And what you what you know about me is that I go to bed early and I wake up early all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm <laughs> annoyingly yeah. wired that way. <laughs> um, so I idolize Toby for doing that and all that stuff. But so do I have idols like in my personal life? No. Yeah. And I always think that that's been like it would have saved me a lot of grief if I did. So I'm trying to be like the idol for other people. No, oh, okay. Like, I think we do a good job with Malachi that way. Malachi is later in my questions, but I'll just jump to that now. What's your favorite memory with our nephew Malachi? There's two Malachi's, right? <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Kinda. What do you... What? <laughs> It was like every season of Dragon Ball, when it would come back, Gohan would be a totally different Gohan. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Like bowl cut Gohan and then spiky hair Gohan and then... Actually, there's a two I can think of until he's like a young adult. (laughs) I think we have baby Malachi who used to have the bald cut. This is my venom that I would probably turn it into carnage, but I can't because my dad will probably be mad at me. <laughs> so this is his symbol. But now we've got comedian Malachi the teenager who's got the YouTube page. Hey guys, I'm black. Venom 2! Do you guys think that Spider-Man is going to be in here? Huh? You think he is? I hope so. And um, he is going to kill it at marketing mm-hmm. um, from what he's doing right now. But um, the young one, I don't know. They both hang on your arm all day. <laughs> 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 they both love Spider-Man. That's um, true. Little Malachi used to be obsessed with death, which I think freaked out the whole family because he was like four. He used to what? Be obsessed with like death, and I always wanted to see. Like, oh yeah, there. no, that's still kind of lingering. I, I mean, that's still Malachi today. Like, yeah, I don't know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. Was there one time that was like my favorite moment with Malachi? If it was Little Malachi, I love that picture when he went to my football game. And he thought the Wimberg Tiger was bigger. <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And, I didn't know there was a photo uh, of that. I just remember that story. Yeah. Well, there's a photo after the game with me, him, and mom. Ah, okay. Gotcha. And, um, him today is, you know, he has his first film debut dropping later today. Yeah, I've been working with him on down the side. Uh, he's he's putting a lot of effort into it. Yeah, we we got podcast in the morning, Malachi's movie at night. Oh. <laughs> Keep it busy. <laughs> Next question: What's your take on tattoos? Um, 
I think that they are a dope form of expression that's been around since the beginning of time. Um, and it's amazing that different parts of the world, like music, all came to the same conclusion. Also, I have no tattoos. <laughs> Do you have a tattoo? I don't. Okay. I've thought about it and I've like, I kind of want one, but there's, I don't know what it would be exactly. And I, I've, I had an idea that might qualify, but no, nothing yet. What the world doesn't know you have is one? that <laughs> you, me, and Jay have been on a Cold War standoff with our first tattoo. What, does Jay want one too? I don't know if Jay has one. I don't think so. I doubt he does. And um, I think it stems back to when Dad used to scare us about tattoos, but also told us that it was more honorable to earn your tattoos through scars and bruises. Oh, yeah, he loves saying that. If you live long yeah, enough, I, life will give you tattoos or some crap like that. Right. <laughs> so um, the funny part to that story is in Grandma's last week of living, um, do you remember it's all out to dinner? I think it was like a seafood restaurant or something. And she goes, and one last thing, like she had to get her last grant out. And she said, what's this your dad's been, what's this crap your dad's been telling you about that? <laughs> uh, because dad, dad would always associate it with slaves and saying that. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah. Which uh, more people should understand because everybody thinks that you're going to get a chip put in you if you get a, vac a vaccination. Yeah. Dad kind of looked at that as tattoos, and that was before social media and like 3D imaging and all that stuff. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, that it would be an identifiable mark to you. You could never disguise yourself after that point. And I don't know why he thought we were living in prohibition. <laughs> I I, he just really, I just think he really dislikes tattoos. He got that from our grandpa's generation that I grew up with um, gangsters from Chicago, you know, or um, John Dillinger's to um, everybody listening is probably going to think of a million people who I can't think of right now. Short dude. Anyway. I'm not big on mobsters. I don't like Al Capone. Huh? Al Capone. There we go. That's yeah. what I was really life's not like that anymore so the view of tattoos for us change because it doesn't matter if we mark ourselves we're i'm gonna know if that's alex if you have a um spider and a kissy here you know no matter what. <laughs> spider and a kissy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I, I don't know what i think i think it's cool that it goes back to the beginning of time like tribally yeah. um and it's a form of self-expression, but we've always also expressed ourselves well. So I don't know. I don't have any yet. Nope. Fair enough. Fair enough. I need to be like a movie star girlfriend. <laughs> a movie star girlfriend? What do you mean? Uh, oh, oh, I can't think of her. What? Uh, I was thinking like the girlfriend from um, 
I'm like Forrest Gump or something. I don't know. Does she have a tattoo? Just to be sarcastic. No, I'll like put her name on there or something. I don't know. Oh. Jenna. Jenna. Vinny got a Jenny tattoo. Jenna got a Jenna. All right. If you you get one, I'll get a matching one. Right. Just matching Jenny tattoos. Yours will be, by the way. Vinny, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've a lot of people who meet you describe you as a very happy person or at least enthusiastic. Do you agree with this? And if so, why is that? How, how do you keep up this positive mood? Um, I agree with the enthusiasm part because i think that's the only way that i know how to live is you know um to put energy into it um i think at this point when i if i was trying to play it cool people would think i was mad all the time <laughs> um the happy part could get better i mean everybody knows their happiness capacity and then knows where they're at so then they always are like oh my god i gotta do more to get there but yeah. yeah, man, capacity is reserved for those moments in your life that really take you there. Um, so you can't always be at, you know, 100%. Is that what you're saying? You can't like... Yeah, yeah. But yeah. the one thing I will say about moving, that was one of my question marks when I did move, is if I would galvanize like a group of friends. Like, I, I'm serious. I like the Al group. Like, I've, I've got yeah. him and Matt and that's it. Um, and... Oh, couple more than that no all right go ahead no nathan get at me he's uh, like the next guest question if i had a video like oh and here's (laughs) (laughs) and um um, but since I've moved out here, I think I've spent more time working on the things that, you know, I want to work on for myself, but I haven't really built like a large group of people to hang out with. So the, um, tough thing is I can really go like long weekends without like talking to a soul. And I don't know if that's normal. <laughs> um, I, I hear it's more common during COVID, but for me, it was just in general. So I would say, that's one thing I want to work on. One thing that I think we're improve on is people, people. people. Yeah. So, when, and that's also why when I came home this last Christmas, I was like, I get to spend time with Al. I get to spend time with the Hayes. Hayes is gonna think I'm different. Hayes is my best friend here. But Hayes is like family. When we're talking family, we gotta talk Hayes. Yeah. Josh isn't there. Yeah. Uh, when people meet you, what's one thing, hmm, maybe not when they meet you, what's, what's one thing people usually misjudge about you? Like they have some impression of you that tends to be wrong. <laughs> that I am happy. Because <laughs> ah. uh, <laughs> I'm smiling all the time and I'm just being polite. Uh, um... That could be it. 
Um, and probably, probably the assumption that I always like have interesting things going on because I really think it's the opposite. I really don't think I really do. Yeah. Um, those would be the biggest misconsumptions. Um, and I don't know what people's assumptions or perceptions are of me. I don't get that perspective. Um, but. Uh, I don't know. I'm unaware of myself in every way. I'm uh, I'm unaware of my size. <laughs> Apparently, people tell me I'm probably bigger than I realize I am. <laughs> Just general things. I'm totally unaware of myself. Okay. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. As a whole. Were you um? <laughs> Those two questions blended nicely together. I like how that worked out. Um, but I get that, and I think people should be more considerate considerate of that. They just assume just because you're smiling that you're feeling good on the inside and that might not be the case people should be, be anymore um yeah. i've grown up to be more nervous around people than i was in high school nervous um, really i've known you to be a social yeah, butter, like, butterfly yeah um the older that i get i think more of the societal <laughs> difficulties that we hear about uh in the news and stuff like that um that shit gets amplified when I'm not growing up with people who I grew up with in middle school and high school. Like now that I'm in the real world, um, it, it, you know, I've been, for example, working the job that I'm working for like the past eight years. And a lot of times I feel like it's tough for me to get out of that situation because um, my first manager ever told me that it's not okay enough just to be pure. You have to appear pure. <laughs> that's, and, and, um, that's quite a statement from I your boss. That to a lot of people. <laughs> people. <laughs> yeah. It sets a tone for my 20s. Um, I hated my 20s. I think Kim knows that. I think Matt knows that. I think you and Josh know that. <laughs> that there's a good before you move to Denver. Yeah. Yeah, that I wish that I could just get back because there was like a huge paradigm shift. Yeah. Um I I felt like I was spending I still I'm working my way out of it, but spending like forty days a week, fifty-two weeks in the year. Um getting chat on, <laughs> yeah, at, at, at my work, because I work um, on, a, on a retail level and it's different for people, I don't think that people think that I can do better. Yeah. And then I get compared to other people who I'm friends with, and I don't think that the scales for me are the same as an adult, and I'm like, Yo, it's Vinny. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Yo, you guys just don't know me. Um, so maybe that question was a lot better than how I originally answered it. Is that I feel like I live in a huge misconception. I swear. Now that I'm That's, thinking about it. Yeah. And when you moved to Denver and you met all new people, was it easy for you to rid yourself of that? that perception or did it follow you 
No, they uh, they know me for me. It's pretty dope. I got my homies. <laughs> I got these these two dudes, John and Mike. Uh, <laughs> and, and they rag on me because I'm not fluent enough than y'all. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're dope. Um, they're both from like Mexico. They both take me to these restaurants that I couldn't walk into on my own and order from. Uh, we come over here and kick in. You know, I'm all into football and stuff. They're all into like UFC and fights and stuff. Yeah. And what's culturally different about us is what's so dope. I mean, they're sneakerheads. They're just sneakerheads in their own way. <laughs> uh, we're all in banking, and uh, those are my guys out here. Um, so those are my my two friends out here. Yeah, I've got my friend Mike Box. Mike Box is in the mountains. He's in Vail. That's that's an hour and a half trip at fastest. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't get to see him as often. He, he he's I again Colorado is the plains, the city, the mountain, the desert, and he's in the mountain. And I'm in the city. So. Got it. But those people don't they don't see you in the way that you were that. No. Do they perceive you in the way that they did in Ohio? People in Ohio look at you? Um, in your 20s? No. Did they, did they meet 30, Vinny? No. Um, not that they're meeting 30, Vinny, but they're meeting like OG Vinny. <laughs> mm, okay. Um, you know this, but the world may not know this, is that um, like, I'm not really... Like, I'm a partier to hang out with, like, friends and stuff like that because that's friend time. But I'm also, like, a health nut. <laughs> yep. So, in my ideal living world, I would drink nothing but the purest waters and clip fruits from the finest trees, you know what I mean? And have right. optimal, and, and I would wake up on a cloud every day, you know? But in my 20s, I was at bars a lot, and I was partying and all that stuff and staying up until 3 in the morning. And that's so far from my ideal being that I had to walk away and I had to move across the country too, you know? Um, and uh, the great here, reset. Yeah, the great reset. <laughs> um, out here, they know me as like a good storyteller <laughs> from my past. And an OG who, like, nothing's really surprising me when they're, they're walling out because John and Mike are, uh, I met them when they were 19 and they're uh, 22 now. So I, I've met, been with them through their drinking age. Yeah. <laughs> and their sneaker fads and all that stuff. And anything that they tell me, it's just to me the new version of the soldier boy dance. <laughs> Not that, that's too old. <laughs> that's that. <laughs> I'm just telling you, I would say I would say that my cultural time period dates back to Kid Cuddy and like the start of Drake and uh, J. Cole and like Walla and stuff. So twenty like two thousand and nine, two thousand ten, that direction. That was my hip hop peak. But my rock peak was in high school because the song Mr. Brightside by the Killers that drove me, actually annoyed me in high school, keeps getting better every time I hear it today. Mr. Brightside, that whole album is really good. 
Uh, the whole like, album is really good. Yeah. And, I, and, you know, that was like the MTV stuff that we'd wake up every morning, or I'd wake up and go, where were you when I was getting ready for school? <laughs> where was I? I was there. Or most of the time I was there, there was a point where you had to wake up earlier than I did, like, what, like a year when I was in middle school and you were in high school. Uh, that's the gap I'm thinking of when I walk to the basement. I'd watch MTV AM, right? And it would play yeah. Mr. Brightside. It would play NERD, She Wants to Move. It would play Maroon 5, uh, She Wants to Love You. It would play um, AFI. Um, My Chemical Romance. That was big. Uh, stuff like that. But I, I was always... I liked rap stuff and rock stuff very 50-50, and I would give rock kind of a plus. And maybe, I don't know. Plus, I don't know, rock people always fascinate me. They're always nice to me. You know, I always like playing around nice bands and studios and stuff. Yeah. These are like my people. And... um that was my my high school exposure. I don't know. Cool. I'm happy you write the questions down though because I, I'm gonna lose track. <laughs> oh yeah, I've got I've got them all lined up here. Like I uh, other times I've been like swiping back and forth between screens, but I think I like the phone thing better. But if I look down and seem distracted, that's why I'm just loading up the next one. And the next question for you, Vinny. You said something about uh, this whole new phase of your life. And last April, you turned 30. I turned 30 in November. Was that a big deal for you? Do, do you... Did it, like... You know, people, people always make a big... They seem to put some importance ab- around those big prime number years. Prime. I uh, I, I wasn't celebrated in with gold balloons dictating my birth my birth date my birth year, but um <laughs> or my age. What do you mean those big shiny number balloons that I didn't have people that. love? So for it wasn't some that reason. meaningful to me, guys. Um, but um, it was like. Um, for me, it was like, since I hated my 20s, what's my 30s going to be like? And I've got this time now to make something happen with it. Um, that led into the timing of when I moved to Colorado. Uh, cause when I moved out here, I was 28. Yeah. And I was like, you got to buff the time, bro. <laughs> yeah. Let's figure out, um, can you cultivate a life that you feel is worth living? Um, and I think that I am. Um, did not have. I, I am though. Um, so for me, it was it was a period of um significance and in that way. And I was optimistic. Um, I didn't think that my peers would. Um, we could finally graduate from like, um, you know, maybe the whole bar scene and the late night scene and all that stuff because. I, you know me, I'm an old man, so parts of me feel like I've always been over 30. 
I, I feel like a large part of me has lived at 40 for my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty accurate. Well, that's, and, uh, that's so good to hear. A lot of people like think so. They like take 30 as like this time to check and see how life's going. And it seems like you had like a much more optimistic springboard into your 30s. Mm-hmm. I, li- I like how you approach that. Yeah, people get afraid of it, but um, I, I'm just excited to make it to age 40, actually. That's my goal. My whole life is just a setup for that. Do you have a message you would like to tell yourself at age 40? <laughs> You're good. <laughs> um, I'm going to show you this on your 40th birthday. What do, t- what do you want to tell yourself? Um... Oh man, uh, just how, <laughs> um, I, I hope you like this. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you like this. I hope you like this right now. <laughs> this is all for you. Yeah. That would be my message to myself at 30. I hope you like this. Right. Okay. I hope you like yeah, this. You're, you're reaping all the benefits of everything I'm doing right now. If, you know, and I mean, of course, you know, God will not make it to 40, right? Yeah. So that that's my other paranoia. Paranoia that makes me feel like I have to step on the gas is that none of this is guaranteed. <laughs> the older that I get, the more space I leave between cars on congested roads because I'm terrified of a domino pileup. Yeah. It's just that we have to get a couple things accomplished first. We got Malachi who's growing his business. You're growing your brand. Um, you know, everybody's doing these things. I'm in my MBA course. So if all of you guys don't have an accountant or a finance yeah. expert, oh, Super Vinny fell off a cliff. <laughs> We'd all be doing well right now, Super Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, don't be be cautious of cliffs, please. Yeah, Ken, um, I, I don't know how much time we have in the conversation, but the, the Fast and the Furious stunt, I pulled off of the highest mountain in all of North America. Looking back on it, it was probably the stupidest thing I've done in recent history. Tell us that story. Yeah, so I have wanted to take this polling question to know if everybody has had near death experience and can note it, can you? I think I, I know yours. I have I had a near death experience. Uh, the last time I can remember panicking, like uh, this might be, this might be bad, is uh, I was snorkeling, and if I remember cr- correctly, like the face thing was connected to the mouth thing, or or something like that. The, and I wasn't wearing a life jacket. I was doing fine without it because I was, you know, snorkeling. I was like diving down and coming back up. But uh, at some point while I was snorkeling, like a hole came through in the snorkel or something like that. Or I don't know. Water was getting in when it should have been getting in. And I was pretty far away from the boat that 
that I came away from and like my arms were getting tired. So I was like trying to calm down and like control the air in my body so I could just float for a little bit and regain my composure, get some strength to get back and like get all of this figured out. That's the last time I can, oh shit. And the other one, I was with you when we were on the oh, highway. What you just told me is that you almost died in the Philippines. Uh, <laughs> I'm in, in Thailand. That's, that's a, in Thailand, that's that's not part of the story I, I tell many people. But uh, yeah, there there was a second I thought I was going to drown. But you almost died in Thailand. It was a it was a brief period, but that period was was not nice. That's right. uh, the coral was that. nice. The weather was nice. Drown almost drowning wasn't nice, but um, and then the other time was hydroplaning on the highway with you and the Saab oh, like yeah. a billion years ago. Yeah, I was asleep. We wo- I woke up in mid spin on the highway. I believe it was a Subaru that cut you off, according to the tale, and the car did a three hundred and sixty into. The median of I seventy, no, not I seventy, at I six seventy. We were we were merging off of two seventy on the seventy. We were going to Fairfield, right? And and torrential downpour, so much rain. We 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 were coming back. No, we weren't coming back because you went. We went to the gas station near the Fairfield Mall. We Uh, were coming back because I. That was when I convinced you that. Oddwise had great clothes. <laughs> and we ran, I randomly walked in there with mom and couldn't believe all the school clothes that were in there. So going into senior year, my senior year, your sophomore year, uh, we were driving back and it was the day before the first day of school and it was storming. And as I was merging off of, it wouldn't have been 670 or 70, but you're right. It was whatever highway and day, Route 4, yeah. on 2675. I got cut off. You know, and anything that happens, I got to take responsibility for. It's going to lead me into my next great story, actually. How I almost died. Um, <laughs> so I got cut off. <laughs> Big shift car, and the car starts skipping. <laughs> And thankfully, I'd already been in a fender bender before, which is, all right. <laughs> um, but I went to that Keys for Kids thing, that stunt school. So I kind of knew how to handle the car when, when you lose control of it. So when it started spinning and all that stuff, I stabilized it to the back of the car. And so we just slid the back of the car into the cement instead of like the front or a window or anything like that. And you were sleeping on the ride home and woke up to the car spinning. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that, terrifying. That right. Spooky. That that Yeah. That was spooky. I think that's the only other that's the only other time in recent in my immediate memory that I can think of almost dying. All right, I've got a few. Um, <laughs> but the one that's worth telling is probably the most recent when I was driving up to the top of um, Mount Evans 
out here uh, yeah. with Heck and Hector, my friend from college who lives in New York and is now living in Las Vegas. Um, and right as soon as we were about to get to the peak, you could hear my car was giving out for whatever reason. Like my car could not take it. It's a stick shift. Maybe I'm not shifting it right, but I can't find a gear or whatever. Uh, we get stuck up there. And the thing about the mountains is if you're going to tour them, you have to do it before noon because certain times of the year, it'll always have lightning up there. And that's dangerous and deadly. <laughs> Nobody wants to come up and save us. We call AAA. AAA doesn't think that they can get a tow truck up there because the road is so thin. The rangers saw us and they said, hey, <laughs> or Howdy, kind of. And um, <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? Is this Canadian? <laughs> uh, but uh, the, the Rangers come up there and they're like, oh, well, hope you find a way down. Um, we'd love to give you a ride. It's like four people in this truck, but we can't give you a ride because. That's against our policy. <laughs> so here's some cones. Here's some cones. Good luck getting down. And we're like, <laughs> so eventually, nice. people are already at the peak. Um, long story short, AAA hung up the phone on me. I'm pissed. I say, hey, go line up those roads at that blind turn up the road so nobody comes around it. He's like, okay. Okay. I'm gonna get this out of here, I fucking I kicked the car in reverse and gained as much area as I could to pull this stunt off. Oh my god. And we're looking at a mountain, and I've lost my picture in picture, so I'm assuming this makes sense. And it's a blind cliff off the mountain. Down the mountain. <laughs> Click, first gear. And I catch enough torque and traction that I lift out. And the part where I should have died is that when I hit the road, it popped my car up. So I turned the car enough that I was facing back down the mountain. Had I popped the car up and then caught traction off the road, the wheels might have shot me off the cliff. <laughs> oh, my God, Vinny. Yeah, I think about that. I had no idea this happened. Yeah. At least you had an instructor. At least I had <laughs> at least I had an instructor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had I rather have uh, my instructor instead of Hector. No offense to Hector. But um So that uh, that was that car. We told we told two stories about two cars that totaled around. <laughs> yeah, just be careful with cars. Yeah, you know, that's why cars, you know, I get in that space now. I don't, you know, I'm pretty safe about it in general, but I do think I'm good with cars for getting out of those situations. <laughs> but the situation I guess, I mean, you're still it. here, so I, I can't totally argue with that. So, yeah, that's about the transmission. I wrote it in neutral basically the entire way down. We got hailstormed on, and it was a good day. We have different definitions of good days, but it seemed, I mean, I guess in the end you came out of it, so. Yep, one you won't remember, or forget. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Uh, what did, um, 
What are you going to get Dad for his birthday? That's next weekend. Uh, I I noticed it's going to be dropped after. I don't want to see it. Um, I don't know, but I think I'm on a hot streak with you guys' gifts right now. You're going to what? I think I'm on a hot I'm on a hot streak with your guys' gifts right now. Oh uh, yeah. That's true. So I uh I don't know. Because dad from my Christmas gift, that little shipping net that he can yeah. golf into, he's now bought turf in the basement. Oh cool, I didn't know that. Yeah, so now he's chipping off turf into this net. Um so I think what I get him is gonna stem off of that. Cool. I just got him CDs. I didn't really know what to get him this time around. So I think I think you've got me this time. Uh, <laughs> it's hard getting gifts these days. In fact, like I have the gift I, I got from Mom, I still need to deliver on, and that was a I want, month ago now. I do want Kim to hear this because I owe Kim one of these. Okay, go for uh, it. Yeah, um, go for it. is that for my mom for her birthday? I got her a rock from the top of this mountain that looked like a jewel. And I also got her like... <laughs> no, I'm, I'm thinking jewel like a vape. <laughs> <laughs> I say, here, mom. Jewel. Smoke this rock. <laughs> Nothing is crazier than the time that we honestly went out to that bar. There was like 19 girls in a Everybody had their jewel out in highlighted color. Wow, well, where was I? I wasn't there for this. The jewel convention. Oh, Josh was there. And Josh and would be the... at the jewel convention. <laughs> 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 it was the biggest jewel convention. You could tell that you weren't cool in this group if you didn't have a jewel. And uh, that was something to see. Congrats to Jewel for pulling that one off. <laughs> But uh, no, so I'm, I'm getting rocks from the top of mountains or from, from my hike because I'm always going to hike. But out here, the terrains are so different. Yeah. Um, I have been like like face to face with like deer, which is crazy because I snuck up on them and I didn't mean to. And we were surprised to see each other. So anyway, uh, mom got this um, Native American garment and uh, a rock from a mountain that I hiked in called Green Mountain, dad will get whatever present I give him in a rock from the Grand Canyon. Oh, cool. Which is clay. If I could get Hector to mail it to me, which is a whole nother story, because I left in Vegas, but anyway. Uh, so I one week. Say, I say that because Kim is one of the coolest people in the world because of her love for nature and my coolest memories in Springfield are hanging in her backyard with the roosters and uh, the cornfield and like just the items back there and having bonfires. Oh, I miss Kim's bonfires big time. We had bonfires. I miss our bonfires. I also miss Kim's sun, Sunday, Sunday, but bonfires. Um, but I, I think it's a cool part of um, my gift giving now is that I'm going to try to give you guys a unique item from these places that I hike at too. You know, that, uh, so that has a, it makes me think of Anna. Yeah, it's very Anna. You, you can add Anna in you. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, I don't, uh, 
take up your whole day, Vinny. I know you're a busy guy. Uh, do you have any plans for this weekend? Not one day. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm 30. I would, I would like to be married in the house and all that stuff that we didn't touch on. But for this Valentine, special Valentine's Day weekend, um, I, I took a job interview uh, throughout the course of this week that wore me out. <laughs> and now I've got all my schoolwork to do behind it. So Valentine's weekend for me is school project weekend. Is exciting. Sweet. Your love of knowledge. My love of knowledge. I don't know. I, I might buy myself like food and cook it or something. I don't know. Oh, that sounds nice. Get get uh get a takeout order or something. I should, I wouldn't, I wouldn't I worry cooking. about cooking. I would I'll just, you know, have it ready for you. Get you get you something nice. Yeah, yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah. 